That is right. It is time once again for the Sharpening the Square College Football Podcast. This is week three of our competition, week four of college football, and Magoo and I are ready to make our picks. Magoo, how are you doing tonight? Oh, man, I'm just degenerately betting this Houston-Tulane game, uh, hoping that under 64 doesn't hit. I just need one stop out of oh, the good luck. Tulane green. Do you know what their uh, mascot is? I do not. Like a green, a green frog or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, frogs are green. That's true. But that Actually, is not their. That is not their uh, mascot. Is the green wave? Oh wait, isn't that like North Texas? What are they? They're no, the mean. Green. The mean green is North Texas. Tulane is the green oh. wave. Not a, well, like not unlike the uh, Flying Dutchman of Del- Delaware. Well, I like Green Wave better. I don't think you should be mean, Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyways, great start. Um, so you want to just jump right into this? We've got a lot of games to cover. I've got a lot of notes. I heard you actually did some homework this week too, so kudos. Well, I did homework last week. I just... I didn't feel like crazy strong about uh, a lot of plays except for kind of Hawaii. Um, and that was about it. Uh, I did like Clemson. I'm, I bet regret on Clemson. But this week I have some stronger leans. I hope we're on the same spot. I think that if we don't, we're not on the same side. We, you could definitely talk me off of them. But I have strong sides and I hope that you're also with me on the same feelings. Because there is some... There's some spots this week. I, I love some angles this week. Brew, you gotta you gotta do the refresh thing, man. You gotta figure that out before we pod. Our listeners really frustrated. Is it starting? Yeah, it happened. Yeah, I told you to fix this before our. <laughs> I did fix it. I was trying. To, I was on Action Network trying to look up uh, the li- the lines. I was trying to see the bet percentages here. That's so lame that I can't click over on my phone. And have you ever been on Action Network's uh, their uh, desktop site? It's a lot. Yeah, the desktop site is a lot, lot slower. So I'll try to get back on that. Okay. Anyway, so if this is your first time listening, a I'm sorry. Um, this is a terrible podcast. You should definitely not listen to this. Uh, but B Magoo and I are involved in the William College Football Contest, where each week for ten weeks. We pick seven games against the spread against a list of about 25 games that they give us. Mainly your bigger matchups, but every once in a while they'll throw in some weird matchups. Um, Magoo and I do a guessing lines pod and a week in review pod on Sundays. And then this day, Thursday night, sometimes Friday mornings, we will do our picks pod where we take turns giving picks and the other person either rolls it or we hashtag DNR it, meaning we do not roll it. Uh, include it in our lineup yeah, we do not and then we'll do a recap we'll do a recap at the end because a lot of times we change our picks and we commiserate and we text back and forth and decide we don't like any of the picks we just talked about for an hour so without further ado do 
Magoo, give us your first pick. Okay, I'll, uh, I have menus this week. Um, I'll give you a menu choice. Would you like a Fade the Public Road Dog? Would you like oh. a uh, favorite Give the Smackdown to the lesser team? Would you like a Hold Your Nose? Would you like a, uh, a spot situation? A look ahead, a, a sort of uh, grab the points, a sort of Vegas put out a bad line? I mean, what's your, what's your feelings here? Hmm. You know, I like I like my big favorites. I have another one called, I I have another one called Back to the Well. Back to the Well. Let's do that, man. <laughs> I'm all about that. Okay, right well, okay, well, back to the Well. Um, I have two plays for this. I'll talk about both of them so we can knock out two at a time. We'll have to go through 25 uh, games again. So back to the Well, we have our, our old friend, Bodog Jim, getting three oh. and a half points. Uh, against Wisconsin, yeah. Who owns a Michigan ticket right now? Probably us, because the squares are the squares are avoiding him like the plague. Um, this is a kitchen sink game for Michigan. I mean, okay, we don't know much about Wisconsin yet. We really don't. They uh, they beat up on some crappy teams, and Michigan, yeah, they look bad, but they turn the ball over. I think the bye week really, really like by a huge amount, um, I, I got lost for words, but uh, helps Michigan more than Wisconsin, the bye week, to get it right, to get their offense straight. And, man, we talked about not getting too attached to the game of the year, but it was like minus six was the game of the year before the season. We're getting some huge value in Bodog Jim. We give him one more week to right this ship. We're getting three points. I think Michigan is going to come to play knowing they're over a field goal underdog. Okay, that's game one, and I'll knock out the second one. Back to the well with a terrible Northwestern team getting nine and a half at home. Fitzgerald. Two teams that messed us up last week are playing each other. That's great. But this time they are getting points. Uh, we're getting points with Michigan. We're getting points with Northwestern. Nine and a half is a lot for a team that's probably not going to score a lot of points in Michigan State. The over-under on this game is 38. I mean, mm-hmm. Vegas knows when you have a low-scoring game, you just grab the team with any points. So tell me what you think about both of these dogs. Or, um, or just tell well, me DNR and we can move on to my next plays. Okay, well, let's let's talk Michigan. I, I definitely lean that way, too. I, I hate it. It is it's ugly. It shouldn't be ugly, but it's definitely ugly. Yeah, they're not a um, public road dog because I don't think the public's really on them. I don't think they, they like this team at all. To, uh, so this, this line opened up uh, two and a half. Uh, well, like you said, it opened up. It was flipped preseason, but then it opened up two and a half. Quickly, Wisconsin got steamed through three. Uh, they're getting 65% of the bets. Everybody's jumping on the fade Harbaugh train. And, you know, the stats back it up. Like, historically, uh, he's he's one and six off of a bye. Um, he's zero and 13 straight up. 13 games as an, as an underdog. That's terrible. Um you know, this is their first road game. Uh, you know, they've, they've just had penalties. They've, uh, 
I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, but here's the one thing. Only, so, yeah, the Army game was really, really weird. It was a weird Army's game. Ru- uh, Army's rush offense is their strength, but they only allowed 3.3 yards per carry. Factually so that's bad. not bad. They've lost five fumbles. That's the most per game in the nation, which is just ridiculous. You would think the fumble luck would, would uh, transition back to normal. Wisconsin, number one in yards per play allowed. But, again, look who they played. It's nothing to be, uh, you know, impressed with. No, that's – They lead the nation. They, they, they haven't played – they ain't played nobody. No, and then they, they lead the nation in some of these volatile stats, like third down conversion, they lead the nation in that, and they lead the nation in third down defense as well. And I think that's extremely volatile, just like the fumbles of Michigan. So – I don't know. The only other thing, Wisconsin's kind of had their number nine and two ATS the last eleven meetings with Michigan. Um, so I see things pointing both ways, but I kind of lean Michigan as well, man. I just think that's a lot of disrespect. Three just, with the hook, three and a half. And Michigan oh. knows it too, and that's my biggest angle is they know they're the underdogs, and I think it's just going to help them being an underdog for once and getting that mentality on the road. I think I think maybe even getting out of Ann Arbor is going to help them just get away from all the booze and crap in the big house and, and just be able to, Oh, I just lost my under. Oh, well. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of thinking the, the Harbaugh can't win a big game. Uh, trend is becoming so public. It's kind of like the Tom Herman as an underdog uh, trend that got blown up versus LSU. I think once those trends become public, <laughs> it's a good time to, to go against it. So I'll put in Michigan for now. Now, Northwestern, Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. So, this is tricky. I, I actually I, – I see those stats. I, I like the 12-1. and one, uh, They're 12-1-1 and one as an underdog, uh, which is just crazy. If you just bet the underdog Northwestern games, 12-1-1, and one, that is nuts. And then that would be undefeated if it weren't for that crazy Stanford loss at the end of the game, uh, not being able to fall on the fumble. Um, they're also 15-1 and one the last 16 16- – Big Ten games straight up. That that was kind of unbelievable to me. Um, Michigan State, on the other hand, they outgained Arizona State by 200 yards. You wouldn't think <laughs> that of the final score, but they just could not punch it in. Bad coaching. Uh, Arizona State had a, yeah, bad coaching. Arizona State had a great bend but don't break defense. Um, and MSU, here's the other thing with them. They're a zigzag team, like the ultimate zigzag team. They look uh... terrible one week. Then they come out and they go gangbusters the next week. Um, this line is suspiciously I high. I was going to say, right? we, like, this is the first hashtag uh, we talked about in 2018. This one and another game that I'm looking at feel like fixed lines. Yes. Yeah. Definitely feel, feels like fixed. Uh, Northwestern is getting 76% of the bets, yet this line is all the way up at 9.5. That's crazy. Um, yeah, it's 9 Michigan on a lot State of sites, is 3. But. Nonetheless, that's a really high line for them to open at for a team that just scored seven points. That's what we mean by fixed. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing I don't like versus Michigan State. So, 3-10 and ten, the last 13 games is away favorites. And the last 10 games versus a Power 5 opponent, they've only averaged 13 points. So, I see things pointing both ways. I think most of my numbers actually point towards Northwestern. But this line is – I don't know. It's, I – I feel like it's a trap, maybe. Yeah, my hesitation for backing Northwestern is if they do get uh, down more than uh, 10 points, 
trying to get Hunter Johnson to throw them back in the game is going to be miserable to watch. Um, yeah. I'm trying to get back in the game. That's my biggest hesitation for just leaving it off the card. It's a lot of yeah, points. And this is by far – like Northwestern's offense hasn't looked good already, and they are going to go – I mean, this is a top five defense, maybe number one overall defense when it's all said and done. I think it's going to be really hard to come by points. And Michigan State played a tough defense in their own right versus Arizona State. So you would think that their offense is going to look a little bit better. And their offense looked okay other than not being able to punch the ball in last week. So I, I would rather avoid this game if, if at all okay. possible. Okay, let's do it. Let's keep moving. You're up, sir. Okay, well, well – I, I, so I've got a lot of notes. I have not had time to really kind of single out a, a favorite play, but I will do that later. But we can go ahead and talk about some. First, I want to give you a stat. So, because this will go into my play. So, teams that were outgained in yards um, the previous week but won the game are 8 and 15 ATS the week after. So this week, that applies to Arizona State, BYU, Cal, Iowa, Wyoming, App State, Penn State, and K-State. So that takes me to this Arizona State game, and, oh, that, that, and I'll go ahead and preface it. This is the only thing I do not like about Arizona State in this matchup. Everything else I, I love about them. Uh, because Arizona State, as I mentioned before, they were outgained 200 yards uh, by Michigan State, but they ended up winning the game. Uh, very strange game, but Colorado. I am still on fade alert for Colorado yeah. until um, until anything else changes. Uh, Colorado, they're two and one, but they were outgained in all three games. They have a plus seven turnover differential, which is crazy. I mean, that is gonna, absolutely going to come back to normal. And this is a tough road game for them. They've been in state all three games, and then now they're going to have to go to Arizona State. Uh, a team that's really fired up under Coach Herm Edwards. Um, what does this say? Uh, so, oh, the last nine offenses after facing Michigan State. Sorry, the last nine offenses after facing Michigan State have averaged 39 points in the next game. Isn't that crazy? Wow. It just shows you how good Michigan State's defense is. And then the next game, teams are just like, wow, it's so easy to – it's like when you're in the batter's box, you're swinging those heavy bats, and then afterwards you're like, wow, it's just, you know, I'm so strong, I can really swing this. So we would have to lay the hook, and I think a lot of people are going to get scared by laying seven and a half because you have that oh, scary hook. I it's thought over. you were setting this up to take care of uh, Colorado. No, I'm not taking Colorado. Like, okay. I think it's a great matchup. Colorado's defense is crummy. Arizona State's offense is young. But they do have some playmakers. Uh, and then Arizona State's defense is awesome. So, And I think Colorado, away from home, they're really going to struggle on offense. Um, well, we talked about it last week. They're bad. That's the, uh, Okay, I'm glad we're on the same side. I was I thought you were about to say Colorado. And I, I mean, <laughs> even though it's square, Arizona State coming off the big win, that's my biggest hesitation. Is uh, mm. coming off the emotional win, we've, we've usually faded that. It's my biggest but hesitation. Like- but the thing is, I don't – Colorado is – people – the market hasn't adjusted. Like, Colorado's not a good team at all. Like, no. give the case for Colorado being good. I mean, there's really not any – This is reverse line movement, man. This game opened up uh, minus seven. 
and Colorado's getting 65% of the bets, yet now it's eight and a half market wide. So we're getting a point of value. I love me some reverse line movement. That's my favorite one. And uh, Jeff Sagarin makes us 15, so we're getting a value according right, put, to him as well. Yeah, so put ASU like a, in that one because I that was the side I was on too. Well, there we go. Team that screwed us the week before. Let's hope they don't screw us. <laughs> now we're backing. We'll put that towards the ladder, like sixth or seventh play, though. Because there's some other okay. good ones. There's some other good ones. Uh, Give me a winner. I don't what do you want? about these. Uh, what, do you, what do you want? You want, you want, want to fade winner. the public road dog for me? Well, yeah, let's fade the public road dog. Why All not? Right, that fade sounds the public good. road dog. Okay, I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at a team that – Charlotte, I would lean them. I don't know how public they are. Um, I'm pretty sure Clemson's going to be the public road dog, but we don't have to talk about that game this week. I don't know that we'll be on either side, although I do lean Charlotte. Uh, Aggies, my Aggies. They're laying three and a half points versus a very public. The lasting impression of the square is A&M just got the crap kicked out of them by my Clemson Bearcats and Auburn, their lasting impression before two cupcakes was, well, they beat Oregon. Why would I not just grab the hook on the road in Kyle field? Well, I'll tell you why. Bonix is a freshman quarterback going into an environment that he's never seen before. Mond, a senior quarterback, uh, ready to, this is their all in kitchen sink game where, They've got the number eight team coming in, the eight team, eight team in the country coming into Kyle Field. They need this game. They've got Alabama and Georgia at the end of their schedule. They've got to win this game to at least have some sort of a serviceable season in Jimbo Fisher's second year. The crowd is going to be bumping, and you told me last week, my, your words, not mine, there was no greater bet than fading the public road dog. I like A&M yeah. to cover three and a half points. I think I'm with you, but I, I am I'm on action, and they are saying that a and is getting 63% of the bets. So I guess take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Um, Taking it for what it's worth, it, you know, it's rightfully so. I mean, I think it's uh, that's it, 63% of the total bets, you say. Yeah, sixty-three percent of the bets, and but anyway, so I, I like a And M too. Um, it's not too surprising with the favorite. I mean, the favorite usually does get. So you're saying Auburn's not quite as public as I'm saying. No, no, but I, I agree though. The true freshman making his first real road start. He's had a poor completion percentage as it is this year. Well, see, I um, think it's Auburn a bad. Is... I think it's a bad matchup too for Auburn because a And M. What they did to Clemson in the run game, that wasn't a fluke. Their run defense is stellar, and yeah. if Auburn's going to cover the spread, they're going to have to run the ball, and if they can't do that, it's in the hands of a true freshman in one of the craziest uh, stadiums out there. So, um, Yeah, well, and Auburn's run defense – or Auburn's run offense has not been good so far in the year, so there's nothing – there's no reason to think it's going to improve here versus a stout A&M run defense. So, yeah, the question is, like, can a true freshman go out and beat or cover the spread here? And that, that's going to be tough. Auburn, as a team, they're 2-7 and seven ATS as away dogs. Their O-line is banged up. 
Uh, A&M, 16-4 ATS the last 20. They're 7-0-2 as a home fave the last nine. Um, Mond, he's been historically great at home, 60-plus percent passer, 19-4 ratio, yeah. uh, TD to interception ratio. On the road, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, and the fact is, this game is 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 probably going to be the only thing that's, that's kind of giving me pause. I think this game could be low scoring. We're only laying three and a half. I hope it doesn't come down to a field goal game. Um, but I could see both teams kind of struggling to move the ball on offense. But at hmm. the end of the day, I trust AM way more. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like it. I I'll know. go ahead and, and yeah. start that. I hear you. I, I think Texas AM can score on them. I really do. I, AM, I'm not letting one game versus Clemson where they, they really call it a bad, a bad game. And I think, I think. We've seen A and M put up points with this same offense. We've seen them do it. I mean, they put up they put up seventy on LSU, you know. So, granted, over in multiple overtimes, but still, they can move the ball. I yeah. think they can score at home. I'm not as concerned for A and M putting up points and kind of being stagnant. I think they. Well, I'm. A, I mean, Auburn's defense is really good. I mean, yeah, Oregon only is. put up twenty one. So. I'm, I would say Oregon's defense, Oregon's offense is better than AM's offense. So that that's what kind of gives me pause. But I'm still with you. I'm 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 penciling that one in as well. Pencil. Oh man, there's so many ways we can go here. All right, I'm gonna go <laughs> to my conference. I, I love the Big Twelve. I, I feel like I'm kind of uh, keyed in on this. Oh, which one's it gonna oh, be? Man. man, I don't know. I, I've got leans in all of them actually. So do I. Let's go with the. Let's go with the big one, and you know what? If, if this is just too square, and then that that's fine. I mean, I I just I look at this line. I'm like, it's too. It's not enough points. I mean, I don't know where this disrespect is coming from for Texas Longhorns and yeah. why people are all over Oklahoma State right now. This game of the year line quadruple revenge. 10. Yes, quadruple revenge. Game of the year was minus ten. Now Magoo. What has Texas done bad and Oklahoma State done good to make this game go from minus 10 to minus 5.5? What am I missing? Um, you're missing – you may be missing all the injuries on Texas. Uh, Texas is really banged up. That's uh, – But they're getting better. They were banged up going into LSU, and I know yeah, that was uh, – This game is in Austin, and I don't, I don't get this line why it was so low. It feels fixed too, but – I'm with you. I think Texas, I just don't think it's enough points. I was, we, you know, you know, we do this guess the line. We need to put some credence to that. Like, we thought this game would be like seven and a half, seven at least, and it's only five and a half. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on that side too. It wasn't one of my favorites only because of how banged up Texas is, but I can't get past the quadruple revenge game. Yeah, well, and that, that is kind of scary because, you know, a lot of times – so um, you, you kind of wonder, so does the team have just have their number or is it like a revenge spot? Well, here's the uh, other thing like, I like about Texas. is I'm not sure what we know about Oklahoma State yet either. Oh, Tex- yeah, Texas, is, Texas is battle-tested versus LSU, and we saw them, and they look great. Um, Oklahoma State, I just don't know that we can be like – Oh yeah, this team is great. Uh, they, you know, their games against Tulsa and Oregon State. I'm like, okay, well, cool, but it's Tulsa and Oregon State. So, I know they got some big stats with their top players, Wallace and Chubbard, but 
I don't know. I don't think their their defense is going to stop Texas and and Texas with the quadruple revenge. I'm with you. It's just the you know cover a yeah. touchdown. So there there is a little bit of reverse line movement. I mean Texas is getting 71 percent of the bets. The line start opened at seven and now it's down to five and a half or six depending on where you are. Mm. So they're two high powered offenses. I don't know what you're with seeing question there. So our line is five and a half. The line I'm looking at is now six and a half moving towards seven. Okay. I'm on action network. It says six. So, eh, um, I don't know. It's moving, but, it's moving the other way. So, yeah, well, that's good. Um, so yeah, two high powered offenses, both with questionable defenses, <clears throat> but I feel like Texas has the edge in both better, a little bit better offense, a little bit better defense. Certainly the playmakers, um, Oklahoma State, they haven't played anybody, like you said, but they are 8-1 ATS, the so last nine is a dog. They did their last week. I don't know if you read or, or saw that, but it was a really lucky cover versus Tulsa. Tulsa actually led at halftime, um, led the game at halftime, and then ended up blowing, a, I think it was a 13.5-point line or 14.5-point. Um, so, yeah, Oklahoma State hasn't played anybody. Texas, so Texas for sure will be able to score on Oklahoma State. We know that. The question is, can Texas get some stops? And I feel like they can. I mean, that I feel like that LSU game was an aberration. Um, I also I didn't like how La Tech was moving the ball against Texas in week week one. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they have had some time to get it together. We here. need the Texas fans to come to play because, of course, Oklahoma State. The Pokes have a true freshman quarterback coming in to his first, hopefully, knock on wood, hostile environment. Redshirt freshman. Sure. But, yes. <laughs> and Oklahoma State has a weak front seven on defense, too. And I they just do. think that's going to get exploited all day. So, yeah, all right. I'm glad we're on the same page. It's yeah. maybe square so, as heck. But... Well, we're, uh, we're going to have to cut some plays. I can already tell we're going to be on the same side in a lot of these. We'll have more than seven plays here. Uh... All righty. <laughs> so... Oh man, let's go. Let's go with an ugly dog, and you're not gonna like this one. But maybe I will. Uh, so ugly dog. You know, I watched the Pitt Pennsylvania State game, and Pitt was a little frisky, and I think their oh, quarterback's yeah. pretty composed. And uh, when we did the guess the lines, I was like, "Oh, that's too many points! Like, come on." Pitt is an eleven mm. and a half point underdog now. They don't have a great home field playing in the Steelers stadium and all that, but um, I think this is a kind of a statement game for Pitt. I think Narduzzi's a little embarrassed about his call last week, and I think that uh, Pitt's going to be excited about like uh, the big uh, ranked team coming into play. So I don't know, man. They, they seem really tough, though, Pitt. They played that game really tough, or Penn State really tough, and I think Penn State's probably better than UCF, and – uh, they were a little frisky. They had some playmakers make some pretty impressive catches. So I just think the squares are going to be all over UCF in this game. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And it's a fairly, I guess, early-ish game. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, I'm with you, though. Uh, the only thing I don't like about it is that it's kind of a, a not a great spot for either team. Big letdown spot for Central Florida after just blowing the doors off an unmotivated, injured Stanford team. No. And then Pitt, not a great spot for them. They're coming off a game with their rival where their yeah. coach totally blew it at the end, made a bonehead call. And 
part of me is wondering, is that one, of, is that a call that was so bad that it's going to haunt them and just be a stink on the program the rest yeah. of the season? It almost feels like that, but, um, and he's still defending it. He's not coming down, but here's the deal. Pitt is 4-0 ATS, the last four non-conference games. They're 7-2 ATS versus teams with a winning record. They're 6-2 ATS, their last eight home games, and they're 9-3 ATS, their last 12 overall. They've got a good defense. They've got a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. and um, He was good. I like yeah, that. Man, it's, a, it's a big revenge spot. They've got a lot of upperclassmen that remember that game last year. They went down to Central Florida, and they got the doors blown Ooh. off of them. Now the tables have turned. They're at home. And Heinz Field, I think, actually is kind of a tough place to play. But I don't know, man. Central Florida, they are on a mission. They just are – especially, I that, think, when they so, see these power five yeah, teams. So, so that, to, yeah, that was my biggest hesitation out of all you said was UCF in order to whatever, be in the conversation, I guess, uh, is that they have to blow the doors off power five teams. So they're going to be motivated yep. for each power five game because – they need it so bad to, quote unquote, be in the conversation for the playoffs. But I like it. Central uh, Jeff Sagarin only makes Central Florida four and a half point favorite. So I think a, eleven and a half. That's just a lot of points. That's so, way too many uh, for reasons that shouldn't really factor in. But now Pitt is again one of those offenses. If they've got an okay offense, but if they get down. It's going to be ugly, man. I, I, don't I think, think they're, they're all right. I, I, I mean, I would trust their offense more than Northwestern for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll give you that. But that's a lot of teams. <laughs> I think <laughs> the more and more we talk about that, I definitely – I don't think I want Northwestern on Let's call. not. Let's just, you know what? Let's just, let's just let them play. Let's Have fun. It. Have fun, Big Ten. Officially team. scratch that game from our card. Garbage. That is our first do not roll. DNR. Michigan State versus Northwestern. Listener, okay. please stay away from that one. Okay, our next one. All right, back to my Big 12. I oh, love man. it. This is um, – you're not going to like this, but – I might not. <laughs> these are two kind of stinky teams. Oh, I love but... it. I know which one you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> so both of these teams pulled off massive upsets last week, and I'm talking about West Virginia and Kansas. West Virginia is laying three and a half points side. at Kansas. Yeah. Um, however, so even though both teams pulled off last huge upsets last week, Kansas is the only one getting all the attention. Um, and yet West Virginia, you know, they pulled off an equally awesome upset, and they have owned this series. They've won by – here's what they've won by, 16, 22, 27, 49, and 19 points the last five years. The line – has adjusted three touchdowns from last year's matchup. I just think the hate has gone too far in West Virginia. The love has gone too far in Kansas. I oh, love yes. West Virginia minus three and a half. Same. So this was going to be one of my ones that I was going to uh, explain. So similar to um, – what was the game we were just talking about? Similar to the Auburn A&M game. So I love when kind of this is the storyline is what was the lasting impression of a square, right? The last impression of a square, it really wasn't the West Virginia beating NC State. It was really West Virginia got the crap kicked out of them by Mizzou. And then the other lasting impression was, wow, Kansas just blew the doors off of Boston College at Boston College. So 
the stink of uh, Kansas is kind of lost in all that. And, you know, West Virginia might not be quite as bad as how bad they were versus, uh, you know, a pretty good Mizzou team. So I'm with you. I love West Virginia, too. This is uh, this is a really low line for uh, the squares not looking that Kansas lost to uh, uh, somebody really bad. I'm looking it up now. It's just what what have you done for me lately? So, man, lock right. it in, lock in West Virginia. That was okay. Funny. Well, I am with you, man. I hope it's not like our last year's fate of uh, Kansas when we had Rutgers. Oh, <laughs> I mean, West Virginia has to be. If West Virginia has any. Yes, I'm with you. Okay, good. And Jeff Sagarin makes them eight point favorites. We're only laying three and a half. Um, the S&P Plus makes West Virginia 11-point favorites. So the stats are on our side as well as common sense. So what do you got next, Magoo? Okay. Um, we can go to uh, – all right, let's go to a system play. Um, so the only case oh, – there's, there's so many – uh-oh, you're on California. No, I don't know. Go for it. <laughs> well, okay, so the biggest case against Ole Miss, we know all the reasons for Ole Miss. This is an early start um, hot, for yeah. Hottie Toddy. With Cal, uh, you know, why do they care? Again, same, same logic as Stanford and UCF. Why do they care about going cross-country to Podunk, uh-huh. Oxford, Mississippi to play an out-of-conference game at, you know, their equivalent of – 8 a.m. in the morning. Why? I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Ole Miss, however, they need this game to be bowl eligible, number one. And yeah. the stink on Ole Miss is, well, they lost to Memphis, but they've, they've gotten their offense, let's say, much, in much better shape since that Memphis game. Um, and also, uh, fading the team that just – the lasting impression of the square again is Cal just beat Washington – um, so they barely squeaked by a, I don't know if I'd even call them respectable North Texas team. I just don't think they care about this game at all. California, they're just concentrating on PAC 12 play. Whereas Mississippi really wants this game to become bowl eligible. The biggest case against Ole Miss, the only, the only, uh, sort of, uh, mark I could see against them is that they have a look ahead against Alabama the next week. However, yeah. however, kind of a big look ahead. <laughs> here, however, I will say that I'm not sure that they are looking ahead to Alabama only because let, why would they, you know, take Cal lightly and, you know, not give 100 percent because they know they're going to get the crap kicked out of them, whether they do that or not. Yeah, so it's like, true. why would we take this off this game off to look to Alabama when we know we're going to get the crap kicked out of us anyway? I mean, they mm-hmm. think about these things. So, Ole Miss, that's my play. Uh, system play, have no problem writing the system whatsoever. So, yeah, I, I lean that way to um, the look ahead to Alabama. Bama kind of made me nervous, but that, that makes good sense because they, they do know. I mean, those kids are smart. I mean, they know they're, they're probably not winning that game. No, and um, they need – they, they've got to try to make a bowl game. This has to be a game they win to make a bowl. Right, right. And Ole Miss's defense, they, they have improved. Um, 
so a little bit this year. Now, what's scary is that Cal's defense is just really, really good. Top 10, possibly. Right. Uh, and Mississippi faced any defense good yet. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, early kickoff, long travel. And then Cal, I think they actually have a bigger look at that game. They're going to Arizona State next week. They are. Uh, and that. Yeah, and that could be in two top 25 team matchups there. So um, the only other thing, S&P Plus really likes Mississippi too. They, they have uh, <coughs> favorites in this game. So, yeah, and I, I think the sharp early action has been, been on Mississippi. It opened up pick them, and now it's at two and a half. Um, might even go to three before kickoff. So, I uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, there's just too many factors weighted on Ole Miss. Um I get Cal. Get I'm definitely like Cal's defense is great, but uh, I don't think that Cal's defense is ready to expend anything for this game. You know, like sure in a yeah. vacuum, Cal's defense is great, but what about when they're playing an out of conference look ahead game? Uh, you know, are they really going to give hundred percent? I I don't think they will. It's enough to make me lean Mississippi, Ole Miss. It's weird we call uh, them Ole Mississippi and California when their real names are Ole Miss and Cal. Yes, sorry, <laughs> I messed up. It's because I'm looking at the sheet and it's Mississippi and California. I know. I don't know why they do that. Just call it Ole Miss. Okay. Come on, sheet. All right, um, I'm just gonna keep this one simple. Uh, it is an overreaction game. Florida is laying 13 and a half points at mm-hmm. home versus Tennessee. I still think Tennessee is ultra stinky. Their win over uh, whatever team they played last week uh, is not going to take me off of that. And I think the only reason Tennessee is getting a majority of the bets is because everybody knows uh, Florida lost their quarterback last week. But their mm. backup is uh, he played really well last week. He's been with the program for a while. I don't think they're going to miss a step at all. Sagarin makes Florida a 25 and a half. Wow. S&P plus makes them 18-and-a-half-point favorites. So both of them value on Florida, and I do too. I think 13-and-a-half is easy cover. Huh. Okay, I'm with you. I, I didn't have a – I kind of leaned both ways during my analysis of this one. I was like – my initial read was Florida, and then I kind of got pulled over to Tennessee uh, – Tennessee is the non-square side, basically – but yeah, you know, I can't, I got to reap what I sow when I say like, I love the teams that rally around the backup QB. I can't make that case for when I, when we bet USC in week one of the contest and then not back you with Florida. Um, I can roll that. I, I can honestly roll that. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're, we're thinking the same. Here. We already so have, what's next for you? We, yeah, I know we've already like filled up the quota, but we got a lot. Yeah, I, uh, we'll have to narrow. We'll have to we'll have to get it down a little bit. Um, you know, it's crazy. Oh man, I got a couple ugly dogs. I we probably don't want to take UCLA. I know you like Washington State, uh, but uh, you might yeah. just say nope. Just say nope. We're not I doing it. UCLA, but this is a bad matchup for him, man. So I don't, I don't maybe maybe next week we take UCLA. Yeah, the market but, uh, just keep giving UCLA more points, like three touchdowns. But uh, but man, a conference game getting eighteen and a half. Uh, 
with a team. Wazoo, that, three three and eleven ATS in the last fourteen games versus Wazoo for UCLA, hmm. and uh, I don't know, man. Um, it's tough. Oh man, I got a lot of dogs this week. It's crazy. Like Illinois. I, like dogs. What, what about UTEP? <laughs> UTEP. Actually, in the other way. I actually lean Nevada to cover fourteen and a half. After UTEP's come up high though, bro. We're not touching UTEP. It is, you love UTEP Nevada versus game. Texas Tech, and we would have lost. Maybe a side bet. I don't think Nevada's good, man. They got lucky versus Purdue well, week that's one. My point they is, got that's my point. Is uh. They lost by like seventy versus Oregon, and that's the lasting impression of um, the square. Oh, they lost by seventy. Oregon, give me the fourteen and a half points. Okay, you take that and versus the, the worst team. team, the second worst team next to UMass in all of FBS. I don't think anybody's taking UTEP. We'll have a board bet on that one. Anyways, too much time on UTEP. Give yeah. us your next. <laughs> you brought up UTEP. Okay, well, I'm actually running out of place because you uh, you took a couple of them. So I'll, I'll get a couple out of the way. BYU is another system play, but it might move to a non-system play is my worry. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. This BYU magic, I'm just afraid we're going to take them and the magic's going to run out because it is pretty much magic. Yeah. Nonetheless, the home dog getting six and a half, they are frisky. I like the friskiness of BYU. I just don't know if. Like, they've had two emotional wins, like, back-to-back. And it's like, yeah. man, is this – is this? Uh, I, I feel like the sharp side is moving towards Washington here. So, that's a tough one for me. Washington is going up to the altitude. Um, I don't know if you had a strong feeling on that one. Well, I, I, everything I'm – everything points to Washington for me. Yeah. But the fact that – Against the system play, I don't want to do that again. No. Um, and BYU, there's something about them, but I kind of feel like BYU's got to run out of gas, man. They've had three That's what tough I thought, games. You know? Oh, it's you know what? It's no yeah. longer a system play. It's now seven. Oh, it is seven. Yeah. Well, we would only be playing six and a half. So Jeff Sagarin makes it 15 and a half. S&P Plus makes it right. and a half. But I don't consider Washington. it a system play unless it's in the books. Like, I know they, because they, they give us the lines, I, I consider it a system by the closing line. Yeah. You know, like Temple, so like Temple was uh, last week. Yeah, because if it's moving up, that means that it is getting sharp support. It is. Um, but yeah, they're they're getting seventy eight percent of the bets. I, I don't know. It's probably staying, man. I, I'd I'd love to bet Washington, but I don't want to be a square. Man, so, yeah, go ahead. Okay, let's see here. I really just got oh, two okay. more. Yeah. But, okay, we talked about this game, so we'll probably be on the same side. What, what sucks is it opened up eight and a half. And now the game's six and a half. We like the dog here in Kentucky. Um, so we're not getting the best of the line. However, I think Mississippi State has some real problems, man. Uh, their defense has taken a step back from last year. I think that's clear now. Their quarterback play, both both of the quarterbacks that have played so far, it's been shaky. Um, and they've had some poor coaching, man. And – Look, look at this. They've, they've only outgained Southern Mississippi by 42 yards, and they only outgained University of Louisiana of Lafayette by 66 yards. That's not going to cut it once you get into SEC play. And Kentucky's defense 
they're still legit, man. So this is the battle of the backup QBs. Um, however, court, Kentucky's quarterback is way more experienced, and he looked really good last week, with exception of four turnovers. <coughs> Can't do that, but that's a, to be expected maybe in your first start. He's way more experienced, um, and I think that's going to improve versus a lesser defense. I have a lot of respect versus Florida's defense. I don't really have as much versus Mississippi State, especially after Kansas State carved them up at home. I just think the line's too high. Kentucky really should have covered last week. That last that final score is very misleading, uh, whereas Mississippi State was soundly beat uh, from what I saw. So I don't know. That's I kind of lean that way. Yeah, I lean that way too. What's the Sagarin uh, spread on this one? I'm so Sagarin makes it six, um, and then S and P Plus actually makes it fourteen. So we are we're against S and P Plus here. They think Mississippi yeah. Station. Yeah, that's the only thing. I was reading um, kind of big bag- sharps were on Mississippi State. I didn't have a oh, really? strongly towards Kentucky. Uh, yeah, I'm reading Action Network right now. Um, now, in UK, it was, I mean, when we did guess our lines, our first thought was, wow, that is a crazy line for. No, wait, we see UK getting action from big betters. Our projections lead Mississippi State. Their projected line is 11. So that's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, clearly it's been taking money, but now that it's under under 7, who knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, that's 73% of the bets so far. Are on Kentucky? Yeah. We can pass that one, but I I just wish we were getting 8.5. Yeah, or seven and a half. Shit. <laughs> I, really, I mean, I like the better. I like the defense better. I like the coach better. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, don't really. I was gonna say the theme for this week maybe is just like keep it simple. Like Texas, they're better. Lay the five and a half. Kentucky, they're on a neutral field. They might beat Mississippi State. So grab six and a half points and probably a low-scoring game. Yeah, may have to revisit that one for our listener in our wrap-up. Wait, that's a neutral field game? Is that right? No, I'm saying, like, in a neutral field, like, Kentucky, and it would probably be a pick you know? So, oh, okay. why, is the, why is the spread six and a half? Yeah. Got it. So, maybe it's just a little All bit right. blown out of proportion. I have two more games. I'll get to one of them. Um, one of them is uh, – one of them is – you know, let's just take let's let's kind of we passed on a couple of big faves last week, and uh, man, our competitors rode them, and this is kind of on that same level. I like the Georgia Bulldogs, where the line has moved through fourteen and a half. We're getting thirteen and a half, or excuse me, giving thirteen and a half to Notre Dame, but Ian Book, man. My angle is he does not play well in hostile environments or slash big games. He just he gets a little bit happy feet right there. I think Georgia is, you know, better than what they're uh, – we don't really know much about these teams. They haven't played really anybody. But I think the number seven ranking for Notre Dame is kind of fraudulent, and Georgia is up there with the Clemsons and Alabamas this year. I think they're on a. Mm-hmm. I think they're on a friggin' mission. 
and we're getting a huge value with uh, the line moving already through 14 and a half. It's moving towards 15 too. So I am, I don't know how much Notre Dame's real because George is kind of public square as well. So they're not really public dog, but give me the Bulldogs in Sanford between the hedges. Yeah. So here I've got thoughts. Um, uh, (laughs) Yeah. I kind of, I kind of agree that we don't really know much about about both teams because of the the team the level they played so far. Um, this is a huge step up in competition for both of them. And then I do agree that Notre Dame does not have a good running game, and Georgia has a stout run defense, so it's going to fall on Ian Book, which is a lot of our concerns with the Auburn game. However, I I do think Ian Book is you know way better um, than the Auburn quarterback at this point. So. He, maybe he does something, have something magical where he can put the team on his back. But you're right. Notre Dame has been horrible versus elite competition historically. Um, Georgia, best offensive line in football. Defensive line is great too. Um, but no, Notre Dame's offensive line should be able to hang with them. Georgia's wide receivers have not been proven at all yet. Uh, they've been really relying on the run game. Um so, and then Notre Dame has a really good secondary. Now, Georgia, so Sagarin makes Georgia a four and a half point favorite in this game. SP Whoa. Plus is a little bit closer. Yeah, SP Plus is 12 and a half. Um, the thing I really hate the most about this, I lean Georgia when it's all said and done, but the thing I hate the most about it is I think this will for sure be the number one side selected in the contest. So, part yeah. of me just wants to sit back, and it's almost like we have an extra pick. We can root against Georgia. Uh, that is true. Yeah. Saturday. Well, it's going to be the number one pick in the contest because the the line moved through fourteen, and right. it's now fourteen and a half. So, you know, everybody's taking that side. I I I wouldn't use that logic if it were me. I kind of get it, but like you just got to pick winners at the end of the day. But yeah, it, it would suck if we lost that game and we picked them, and it's like, damn it, we could have stayed away. So you think there's a chance Notre Dame can cover this uh, number, 13 and a half? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just still really too early for both of these teams. I mean, both of them have looked great, um, but both of them haven't played. I mean, Notre Dame kind of struggled week one versus Louisville. I mean, I wouldn't say struggled, but they had moments. Um, And then Georgia, I mean, gosh, they just have have looked like a freight train, but against who? So (laughs) I I don't know, man. I I think that's a – a very very strong line, and I, I would rather reserve a, a laying a, a big number like that versus a, a team that I think is a, a, a two or three steps down. And I, I'm just not sure Notre Dame is. Okay, well, what do you? What else you got? Well, um, I like let's go stay in the SEC again. Um, I like your Missouri Tigers uh, laying oh. nine and a half points. At home for South Carolina. <laughs> I think Missouri is still undervalued, man, from that the way they started off the year losing to Wyoming. This is also a revenge game. We love our revenge games. Last year, it was a crazy game, and they lost. Uh, they were leading the whole game, and they lost on a late, late comeback um, for South Carolina. Missouri basically had a bye week last week. They were playing uh, Southeast Missouri, and they just absolutely blew them out. So Missouri's strength is their offensive line, and South Carolina's weakness is their defensive line, which was on full display last week versus Alabama. South Carolina, man, 
I give it to them. They looked so frisky early on versus Bama. Uh, they really put everything they had into that game, but they still ended up losing and not being able to cover at the end. They did and, cover. And they have a Deacon. Yeah, yeah, they did cover. They got a garbage time touchdown and covered. Oh, and yeah, ruined you're my right. bet. You're right. Sorry, I forgot about that. Oh. Um, they have a Deacon dunk offense still, and they also have a turnover prone offense. Um, usually, SEC teams struggle after they play Bama. That's, so, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know, man. I, I think nine and a half really isn't that much. With the, When uh, Missouri's offense is humming, they look pretty darn good. Your, your boy back there is uh, – I was going to say, you don't, you're you not guy. buying the South Carolina revenge versus Kelly Bryant? Well, no. Well, Missouri <laughs> has revenge versus South Carolina. So yeah. I, I mean, Kelly Bryant doesn't, but <laughs> – Right, the rest uh, of them. Do. The rest will do. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I, I would say I would say I lean Missouri too. It seems like another fixed line. Um, I guess is South Carolina a public road dog? Yeah, I do, I I do look at that. Like when you made a good point that I was going to make is teams after facing Alabama, they could be sluggish the next week. So, ah, it's a lot of points. And Helinski's mildly frisky. That's the only thing is, um, damn. Yeah, that's South Carolina's getting 61% of that, the bets. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for me to, to okay, pull it back. Okay, we'll, we'll put a maybe, Ron. I won't star it yet. Um, any others for you? That back door I just worry about so much. Um, no, yeah, I did have a – uh, an ugly one, uh, San Diego State as a home dog. As yeah. I don't know what I'm missing here. Uh, San Diego State's got a legit defense. And Utah mm-hmm. State is not the Utah State that we bet last year. Um, getting three and a half at home, I think they're a better team overall. They, I think they should be favored in this game. So what do, what do you know about this San Diego State line? I don't get it. Yeah, I- I like them too, and I'm I'm kind of having the same reaction. Like, what am I missing? Um, however, even Jeff Sagarin, he makes Utah State a six point favorite, and S and P they make a, them a four point favorite. The line opened two and immediately got bet up through three. Now it's at three and a half. Huh. I don't know, man. San Diego State they're only allowing 248 yards per game and only eight points per game, which is just amazing. Uh, they are 34, 15, and 1 ATS in conference play. I think what it comes down to, they're probably the least sexy team in college football. I mean, they've got a great defense, and their offense is boring. I mean, they just run the ball, ball control, slow the game down, uh, and then they get by with these really low-scoring Michigan State type of wins. Hmm. Um they're five and five and zero oh and one ATS as a home underdog in their last six. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm, I don't know what I'm missing. I think Utah State's still riding high from last year's performance, but that coaching staff's gone, man. So um, I, I'm gonna start by San Diego State. <laughs> We're gonna have to stay up late and watch that one. Oh boy, <laughs> I've got an early bedtime, you know. Oh boy, that will be fine. I'll watch it. I'll watch it every uh, second. What do you okay, got? I, um, I have thoughts on a few more. Yeah, so the rest of the ones I'm looking at, I pretty much have have points both ways. I'm trying to see if there's any other one that I really have a 
a strong lean. Honestly, I kind of like the big dogs in both Charlotte and Southern Miss this I week. Too. I do too. But do, should we even like try to get cute? I mean, is, does that make we're sense? We're getting cute. I, that's that's the only thing I had is we're getting cute. I I like both those dogs, and I would say if you're gonna lay a big fave, I would actually lean Ohio State to lay thirty nine and a half. If you're gonna lay one of the big dogs uh, against Miami, Ohio, I would lean um, Charlotte versus Clemson. Um, this is a huge flat spot for Clemson yeah. and, and really Alabama too. And Southern Miss is like they're a little frisky. They they're not they're not your little sisters of the poor, basically. Oh yeah, they so, dropped forty seven points and six hundred twenty seven yards versus Troy last week. So and, and Troy has a pretty good defense. Know, yeah, absolutely. So um, man, maybe we look at Southern Miss. I kind of like Southern Miss. Yeah, I do too, man. Charlotte, I do. it's a tough one. I I could definitely see our our defense uh, for Clemson Bearcat corner. Um, taking some plays off, and I, I can't. The other thing is, I can't imagine Venables um, wanting to show blitzes uh, in this game. You know, he's been he's been blitzing all these like crazy, you know, disguised blitzes, and I I can't see him using that in this game and giving film for other teams. So they're going to play a lot of players in this game. Is the other thing, Clemson? They want to get a lot of young guys in. So there's opportunity for Charlotte, who's Really, I mean, it was UMass, but they put up like fifty on UMass. So yeah, I don't know. So they I, go from they go from playing the worst team in the nation to the best team in the nation back to back weeks. That is that's got to be so trippy. That is funny. <laughs> that is funny. So, um, Man, yeah, I, Charlotte, I feel like we played both are, of these or none of them. <laughs> Southern Miss. Yeah, so Charlotte. Charlotte's what worries me about them. They've got a really bad defense. They're number one twenty five in points allowed per game. Um, and I think that the, the, the Massachusetts thing kind of scares me too. Um, just going from such a talent, uh, jump, um, and Clemson's defense, I respect them a lot more than I respect Bama's defense. So I think if, if I had to lean one way, I would go to Southern Miss. All right. Let's start, let's start Southern Miss. That's mildly interesting right there. And now, uh, Bama has four freshmen starting on defense now got another safety they bring as a rover that would be five they've had some defensive issues south carolina had 459 yards on them um and we know southern miss can move the ball too albeit against lesser competition this is a true sandwich spot for bama they had a sec competition last week and they have another one next week albeit Ole miss so i don't know they're they're definitely gonna get southern miss's best effort um It's one of these weeks, I guess, we could pass on these big faves that are going to get huge public action and probably a lot of action from our competition. And we would root for Vanderbilt, Notre Dame, and basically Miami, Ohio, because pretty sure all our competitors are just going to say, you know what, let's not even think about it and take the teams that have just been kicking the crap out of everybody. Okay, so let's run through the games that we didn't talk about one, yet. One other lean I have is uh, – <laughs> Cover your cover your eyes and hold your nose. I kind of like Florida State to cover six and a half versus Louisville. Um, do we trust them? That's the biggest thing. That's all I have written down for. It's like all the all the reasons Florida State yeah. so badly needs a win. 
Louisville oh, is yeah. getting a lot of buzz, but I don't really know why. I don't. I just don't think the talent's really there. And Florida State's just on another level. This is another like four and five stars playing a bunch of three and two stars. And Louisville ain't played nobody. And wow, does Florida well, State right? And they got you know they they got what they had coming versus Notre Dame for the most part. Uh, and then Florida State is in absolute desperation mode. This is the kitchen sink game for Florida State. I mean, if they're even going to think about a bowl game, which I don't know if they are, but if they're going to even think about it, they have to win this game. Yeah, so at first I was leaning Louisville because I'm like, they've got the better coach. You know, I, I like their quarterback, mm-hmm. even if the pass may be injured, even the backup's decent. But this is a trap game, man. This is absolutely a trap game. No one wants to bet Florida State. No. Sagarin and makes them 10. Uh, SP Plus makes him a nine-point favorite. Florida State's defense got gashed last week in a win. Um, yeah, I just think it's a pure, pure stay away. Florida State or pass, and I would definitely prefer to pass because they yeah. they just might have this stink on them. <laughs> That's funny. It's like all the numbers, you know, and the uh, and kind of the reasons lean Florida State, and then I'm just like, and I don't trust them to hold my beer, you know? Right, well, and people are, are blowing a lot of smoke up Louisville, and I get it because Satterfield's an awesome coach. But let's not forget, they're 1-11 last year, and you just can't have a huge turnaround overnight. Like They were 0-12 come- versus the spread last year. Fun fact. Oh, brutal. brutal. Okay, so I think we've got we've got all of our games that I think we're keying on. We have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 8 9, 10. So we need to cut three, but let's go through these other ones rapid fire. Ohio State, Miami of Ohio. Ohio State is laying 39 and a half at home. My only notes here, Ohio State has failed to cover the last three games as 21-point-plus favorites, and Miami of Ohio has actually covered six of the last seven as underdogs of 21-points. All right, next. Next. I would not like to play. Uh, We already talked about Clemson-Charlotte. Nebraska is on the road Ah, laying 13 and a half points versus Illinois. This game opened up seven and a half. And man, seven and a half all the way to 13 and a half. Nebraska has failed to cover eight of the last 11 as double digit favorites. Illinois, however, they're zero and four ATS as double digit dogs. They've been outscored 214 to 38 in that span. They lost to Eastern Michigan last week, Mm -hmm. which is not good. They whooped Akron in week one. We know Akron now is one of the worst teams in the nation. Then they beat UConn by only one score, another one of the worst teams in the nation. And then they lost to Eastern Michigan. So Illinois could truly be, like, uh, not a very good team here. So I could see Nebraska possibly blowing them out. But I I don't know. I don't really trust them either. No, I I, I did lean actually Illinois just in the what side is the square going to be on. Sometimes you just got to fade the square. And they are going to be all over Nebraska after Illinois lost to Eastern Michigan. Let's fade them by rooting for Illinois, but not actually betting on Illinois. There you go. There you go. Okay. Um, Then we have Syracuse, your your orange, laying six and a half points at home versus Western Michigan. I kind of like Syracuse as a sneaky play here. They won 55 to 42 last year in Kalamazoo. They were also a six and a half point favorite in that game, which is funny because that shows – how far they've fallen. So they were six and a half point favorites on the road last year. Now they're only a six and a half point 
favorite at home. That's a six-point swing. <laughs> no one wants to bet them. It's just kind of like Florida State. No one wants to bet the orange. But, again, do I want to get cute? Probably not. I just don't think a lot of Western Michigan, though. Uh, they got blown out by Michigan State, who we know has had offensive struggles. Ah. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. We talked about Washington, BYU. That's a stay away. We talked about Bama. Um, the LSU is laying 23 and a half points at Vanderbilt. The books opened up a terrible line. They opened up 19. Mm-hmm. It got steamed through 21. Come on, book. You all know the way better. to 24. Yeah. I mean, what were they thinking? Um, and honestly, I think it still may not be enough. I actually mm-hmm. lean LSU. I mean, if Northwestern State – um, sorry, the, Vanderbilt's given up 500 plus yards per game. Um, I do think Vandy can score on LSU, but I mean, mm. the sky's the limit for how many points LSU can score on Vandy. Yeah. So, probably a pass, right? Yeah, root for Vandy. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean, oh, here's another one. I actually kind of like uh, the, this game we haven't talked about SMU. yet. SMU. Um, yeah, I kind of like TCU, to be oh. honest. Uh, TCU is laying nine and a half points at home. Sagarin makes them a 14-point favorite, and S&P makes them a 15-point favorite. They've won seven in a row in the series, and to me, that means domination. It's not like a revenge anymore. They've also lost they, – sorry, they've also won 17 of the last 19 games in the series, which is crazy. Their wins the last six years have been by 30, 20, 30, 19, 56, and 31 points. Um, so SMU, everybody's all hot about them. They've averaged 44 points per game, but they really haven't played anybody that good, and they especially have not played a defense that is as stout as TCU. I really think TCU um, can possibly shut them down. Uh, the thing is, uh, TCU's offense is still a little bit shaky, of course, but Again, they, they're going up against SMU's defense as opposed to the Big Ten defense they played last week. So I think it's going to be a little bit of relief for them. <laughs> That's interesting. Kind of swung me. I like SMU. I thought they were, <laughs> they're a little bit better on paper. And, uh, man, is it that easy? Some of these games I'm just like LSU, Georgia, TCU, Ohio State, um, I guess those are that's pretty much it, and I just look at those lines and I'm like, or or Oregon would be in there too, or it's just like, uh, is it that easy for these squares? You know, just bet them and they get the. When is Vegas going to get their revenge? You know, with these squares just taking these public. Well, high this one is teams. a little bit different because SMU is getting some backing on it. This this one opened up. Um, 13 and a half and it's down to nine, nine and a half right now. So SMU has been getting some backing, which, which makes sense. I think they're three and O ATS. I'll have to look that up actually. But with a, like I said, average 44 points a game, people are a little bit hot on them. So uh, maybe I'll put a star by it, but yeah, Oregon's different. So Oregon's the next one. We, we didn't really talk about that. Um, no one's betting Stanford. And, I actually think if, if, if I had to bet a side, it probably would be Stanford in this game, more of a, a fading yeah. the public. We knew going Fade. into last week that Stanford really didn't care about that game. They were looking no. forward to this game. And um, they've looked bad two weeks in a row. And But now they're they're having a homestand. Their backs are against the wall. And they've always played Oregon tough. So, yeah. I mean, 
That's a tricky one. Oregon can put up a lot of points, but man, that is a disrespectful line for poor Stanford. They have to know they're ten and a half point favorites at home. It's like crazy. When yeah, we did when we really did guess crazy. the lines, I was like, what? That is way too high for poor Stanford. And Stanford's been a historically a good dog team. They're nine and zero ATS. Oh, I know. They know they're they getting dog. disrespected. I, I get. I would still. But, I put a pass on that one because there's a yeah, there's, there's think, a high variance variability to this game. Yeah, I would like to just root for Stanford and then not bet them. Kind of like the other one. I mean, the thing that really I think pushes me over the edge. They're they've got so many injuries. They've got cluster injuries along their uh, offensive line and at linebacker, and their defense has just been getting lit up the past two weeks. So, yeah, I, I let's just root for them, but not put them on a par. And the last game, well, the last game, did we talk about Nevada, Utah? We did. Um, we did. <laughs> we're not betting this game. UCLA. I don't think We talked any. about that, too. So, okay. Well, we talked about them all. I'm going to go over the ones I starred. So, okay. and now we have 11. I starred Pittsburgh at home getting 11.5 points for Central mm-hmm. Florida. We have Michigan plus 3.5 on the road versus Wisconsin. We have Arizona State minus 7.5 at home versus Colorado. We have Mississippi, Old Miss, as they say, minus two and a half at home versus Cal. We have Florida at home, 13 and a half point favorites versus Tennessee. We have Southern Miss getting 38 and a half points versus Alabama, roll tide. We have, well, actually, no. do not roll tide if we, uh, if we DNR, DNRRT. Yes. Then we have Kentucky on the road at Mississippi State getting six and a half points. We have Texas A&M laying three and a half points versus Auburn. We have West Virginia, Rocky Mountain High, three and a half point favorites on the road at Kansas. We have Texas minus five and a half points at home versus Oklahoma State. We have TCU minus nine and a half at home versus SMU. And for the chaser game of the night, we have San Diego State at home getting three and a half points versus Utah State. Magoo, we have a lot of sorting out to do. We do. We will have to come go to commercial break and come back with final plays. As we decipher, I think the only one we have 100% locked in is West Virginia. We love that play. <laughs> Man, I, that's really funny. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to, we got to take, I think, TCU, SMU off. That, that line movement scares me, the open and then it kind of being steamed down to what it is. That just scares me. Okay, so we've got twelve. We've got twelve picks right now. Let's yeah. Let's take a quick commercial. And you break might you might be right. TCU might cover, but damn, that one scares me. No, I'm fine. That one scares yeah, me. It's, it's definitely square. It's definitely square. So no, no, that that is definitely not our most square for sure. Our most square is Texas, and um, yes, yeah, Texas is our most square for sure. Yes. I'm looking at these others, even over but, Michigan. Yes. Yes, but you know SMU is getting about fifty percent of the bets, so I wouldn't worry about square versus sharp. But mm. if you have other points, definitely willing to listen. So let's uh, let's end this though. All right, we will come back to from commercial break. Narrow it down to our favorite seven. Roll, roll, roll. Bye. All right, degenerate nation, we are back. We are short one Baru, but this is Magoo getting your last plays of the day for. 
your week four of the college football season, week three of the contest. We have tallied up all of our leans, and we are settled on these seven plays. We have Pitt, the home dog, catching 11.5 points versus University of Central Florida. Central Florida, every square will be betting with a ticket for Central Florida. We like Pitt, plus the 11.5. Arizona State. What we love about that game is we have reverse line movement. That line is moved towards eight and a half points. You can get them at seven and a half. We think Colorado is a fraud. Ole Miss, hottie toddy, gosh almighty, who the hell are we? Hey, flim flam, bim bam, Ole Miss by damn. Laying two and a half points at home at the Grove at Vaught Hemingway. We like them at Cal. Cal doesn't care about this game. They're in the Pac-12. They're flying cross-country. They are not going to get up for this game. They have a monster look ahead to Arizona State. (laughs) The next Friday, we have Kentucky catching 6.5 points at Mississippi State. So we like one Mississippi team. We fade the other. I don't think Mississippi State is very good at all. I think Kentucky is a little bit underrated. Take the points. I think it will be more lower scoring than we think. Texas A&M. Giving three and a half points to Auburn. At worst, fade the public road dog. I like AM. It's a freshman QB on the road for the first time. True road game. 110,000 Aggies. Take them to not cover three and a half points. Mizzou, minus nine and a half against the feisty game chickens. We like to fade the team. That's coming off the Alabama slugfest. Mizzou is obviously coming off a bye. We like that. And, you know, this is just not enough points. We think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Nine and a half is not as many uh, points as you might think in a high-scoring game. We're going to take Mizzou in what looks like a fixed number. And finally, we have Texas catching five and a half. We think that the Longhorns are just so much better. It is definitely the square side, but they have quadruple revenge versus the Cowpokes. So that's it. Those are our seven plays. Be careful out there betting the square plays. LSU, Georgia, Ohio State. Vegas lost a lot of money. We think they might be able to get it back this weekend. Always gamble responsibly, and remember, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle but you can't win much either.